Hey, Phil. Hey, Senda. You want to talk about what to do when games go out of control? And welcome to another episode of Pandas Talking Games. I am your host, Phil. And I am your other host, Zenda. And for t- and I'm going to interrupt you. T- yep. I'm going to interrupt you because when this episode comes out, Encoded Design's Kickstarter campaign for Iron Edda Accelerated will be well underway. Oh my gosh, yeah, like almost a week. Yes, so... um we're, you know, you should go to the Kickstarter page and check out the kick-ass Norse mythology action built on a modified version of Fate Accelerated. It's got a lot of kick-ass um, features like holdfasts and destinies and things like that. And you can find out all about that on the Kickstarter page. And then you should totally just back it. Because if you're listening to this show, you probably listen to see, She's a Super Geek, and actually we're listening to the actual play. <laughs> and you're probably just a you know fan of stuff we do, so like go back it. It'd be great. It's not that much money. Like yeah. it's relatively uh, it's relatively inexpensive, and we'd love to have you over at the Kickstarter campaign. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Senda, what's tonight's topic? <laughs> right. So for tonight's topic, Kevin on email asked us. I was wondering how you would handle being in a game that is going bad slash wrong slash out of control, not as a GM, but as a player. How would you get the game back on track slash be enjoyable? Would When would you just walk away? So good topic, right? Because like everybody has different thresholds. Like we got a lot of interesting stuff here, but also this is specifically um, an interesting take on it because we're talking about it from the player's side, not as a GM. So Lord Panda, what can you tell us about out of control games? Sure. So out of control games. In order to talk about out of control games, let's contrast it first by talking about games that are in control, under control kind of things. Um, so here are some of the characteristics of games that are under control. Uh, the first one is that the table is settled. Yeah. So that means your table is quiet. It's orderly, not necessarily neat, but like everybody can find the stuff that they need to find. They have their things. Yeah. Uh, The players are engaged in play. Yeah. So the main focus of the people at the table is actually on the game itself. um, And discussion that's happening during play at the table is about the game. Uh, The characters are also progressing through the story. So the play is adhering to the social contract of the game that, you know, that was created when you started. The play is safe. No one is getting um, triggered or uncomfortable. And the play itself is advancing the story and the plot. Okay, so if that is our table that is under control, Mm -hmm. then our table that is out of control, one or more of the things that we just talked about are now no longer true. So we'll give you some examples. So... If the table is not settled. Yeah, then they're rowdy and loud. They might be making a lot of jokes, breaking into song, etc. If the table's not engaged. Yeah, then so then you got players who are paying half attention. They're kind of maybe doing side chatter. They might be like paying more attention to their phones, etc. I've seen people play like 
app games and stuff like in the middle of the, the session. M- oh, that's yeah. so disheartening. <laughs> so that's definitely an engagement level issue, right? And for instance, uh, we're not progressing. Right. So your players are deciding that the characters are going to do something maybe like ridiculous rather than actually follow the plot and play the game you've laid out for them. Yeah. So like, you know, the players are supposed to be protecting the town from an orc invasion, but decide to focus their efforts on stealing the king's prize cheese from his cheese vault. Right. Yeah. While orcs just overrun the town because consequences. Exactly. But they don't care. Yep. Yep. Um, They might be arguing with one another um, over the course of action. And, you know, there's a certain point where that just grinds everything to a halt. Right? Nothing happens anymore. All right. So there's a number of reasons why games go out of control. But ultimately, it comes down to two things. It comes down to a lack of focus. That is, something has distracted someone or some group of people. Yes. There's something new and shiny. Right? The new Star Wars trailer has come out. We're really excited about this other game that we're playing. Or something from the outside world, you know, like somebody is having trouble at work. Or something in the game itself that is causing them to detach or not have interest in the game that you're playing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing is a lapse in discipline. And that is the inability to push out distractions and focus on the game. Uh, and that can come externally, right? Like, we can we can try to instill discipline externally. Right, which would be like you as a, as, as a person at the table trying to get the table under control. Right, as well as internally. Yeah, which is you getting yourself back under control at the table to work towards getting the whole table back together. Yep. Right. So something that we've said previously is that uh, the GM is often the de facto head of the table, right? Like, it's not necessarily that anyone's assigned them that role, but often, um, you know, just because uh, a lot of us came up through uh, traditional traditional games like D&D and stuff like that, the GM tends to be the person, like, in charge of the table. Yeah. Um, so we often put the responsibility on the GM to bring order and establish focus. But but what if they can't? Right, because you can get into situations where, like, maybe your table is not listening to you. Or maybe you, your GM is one of the actual culprits of the distraction because they saw a new shiny game that they're really excited about or whatever it is, right? Right. So in that case... Um, it falls on the players to help get the table back on track, um, which now kind of loops us back to Kevin's question about what can players do to get their one shots or their campaigns on track? Yep. So I am going to talk about one shots, of course. Yeah. And I'm going to talk about what to do for your campaigns and the techniques that we're going to talk about are going to be actually very similar, but the underlying reasons and things like that will be different based on the nature of one shots and campaigns. So send a, your one shot is going out of control. What do we do? Set the table on fire. <laughs> no. I think that's I think that's what happens. That's what when happens when it is out of control. <laughs> Correct. So in a one shot, 
the thing to remember, like I always say, it's temporary, but like this is the only time we are playing this game. And it may be the only time that we're going to play a game with these people also if we're talking about a convention game, which part of the differentiation here we're going to make going forward is just the assumption that um, when we're talking about a one shot in this context, we're probably talking about a convention game. So um, often... The goal of a one-shot is to then deliver an entertaining experience with specifically no expectation of doing this again with these people. Um, so the first thing that you have to figure out um, is if the game going out of control is actually impeding the fun that is happening in the game or if this is part of the fun of the game itself. So if you actually go back and listen to my episode on Crazy Games... Those games are essentially, like, when I run a game like like, like that, like All Out of Bubblegum or any of those things, those games are intentionally built to be, like, vaguely controlled chaos. I expect the table to pretty much go out of control, and I basically, like, act like a sheepdog around the perimeter, just kind of herding it approximately in the direction, right? Like, but it's, like, crazy land. And that's great. It's fun. It's part of the fun for that game. There's a couple of things you need to take into account to determine if your table being rowdy or out of control is a problem or not. So the way that you figure out if you are still basically having fun, even though you are possibly out of control, is to read your table. So GMs do this all the time. And if you've not GMed before or you're new to GMing, then this may not be a technique that you've like completely worked out or that you use. So basically reading the table is where you just kind of look around the table and observe everyone's body language and see how they're doing. So if in your out of control game, you look around and everyone is laughing and smiling, then this bit, bit of out of control does is probably not doing harm to the game right? Because everybody seems to be engaged with it and enjoying it. But if you start to see like the table's loud and it's kind of being kind of rambunctious, but one or more people are quiet, they're just looking down at their page, you know, or they're looking frustrated, then they're probably not enjoying the way the table's going. And it may be diminishing their experience in the game. Yeah. And there's a second part to that, which is that we also need to take into account what we're actually playing. So some games lend themselves to being very loose and more out of control than in, like my All Out of Bubble Game game. And some games don't work so well when things are out of control. Right. So if you're playing things like Rocker Boys and Vending Machines, Paranoia, Tune, and things like that, those actually play really well loose, like, at, like you know, on the border of being completely out of control. But if you're playing something like Call of Cthulhu, Monster Hearts, Night Witches, things that have kind of like serious tones to them, those are not games that actually do well where the game starts to become loose and out of control. Yeah. So you bring those two things together to figure out how much we should be leaning in to bring the game back under control. So, but it does bring up which one is more important, right? Like the tone of the game itself or the enjoyment of the players at your table. Yeah. So like if we're talking about this in a one shot, right? Like it, because we don't have an explicit social contract or anything like that yeah. or a session zero. So if we're talking about this in a one shot. There's no right answer to this, right? Like which one's more important. But when in doubt, you should probably lean towards the tone of the game because that's the that's what you 
pitched for your, you know, your your convention one shot. Like we're going to play Call of Cthulhu. It has a certain, you know, it has a certain connotation to it. Yeah. And if, so, if everything is um, clowning around, then people who signed up for horror might not be very happy. Exactly. So when in doubt, try to kind of fall back to to that tone. But again, you read your table when you're running your convention game. You decide how tight you need it to be. Right. So the trick to loose games is that you have to keep them moving, even if it's a bit silly. So you, you can think of it in terms of like beat structure, right? Which I know you're an expert. Yeah. So, so like be silly for a beat, then calm everybody down, move the story forward, then let it be silly again, then calm everybody down, move it forward, that kind of thing. Like you just can't let it like completely devolve into like, you know, Monty Python quotes for four hours. (laughs) Unless it's all out of bubblegum, but there's a reason I only run that game for two hours, right? (laughs) So... Where the, the contrast is then for more serious games, you're, tr- you're trying to keep everything more calm. And um, if it has gotten out of control, then you're trying to calm everything down and get the game moving again. And you're not going to be peeking back up into silly consistently. There is one exception I'm going to say to this, just have, from having played some really serious games. And that is the part where when you are in a really intense situation, your players may get silly right when it's done or in the middle of it as a release mechanism, right? Which is why I would encourage breaks. Yes. Yeah. Like, don't try to play through. Yeah. If you need to take a break after a really intense scene, break. Break. Let, Be silly. Let all that, yeah. like, let all that out and then. Come back. Like, pull it all back together and, like, let's get back in the game. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So, how you can help. The first thing that you can do is get yourself under control. Yeah, you need, like, you need, charity has to start from within, right? Like, in order to help the GM, in order to help the GM, you have got to get yourself under control. So, first, extract yourself from any jokes and side chatters, any kind of arguments, right? So, like, whatever you got caught up in in the table, like, stop contributing to those, right? Start pulling out of those because it'll start to help lower the intensity of the table. Start focusing your attention back to the game, right? So, like, stop talking about, like, the cool you know, the cool trailer and, and like check over your character sheet, jot some notes down about what just happened in the scene before you kind of lost your focus. Yeah. And then second, you can start asking for everyone else to get under control, right? Yeah. So be polite, but you know, just start telling people like, okay, okay. That was, that trailer was awesome, but Hey, like let's, um, let, come on, let's focus. Let's get back into the game. And you can even help with like a quick recap of like where you were like, okay, like, look, we were all standing outside the door before, you know, we took a look at the Aquaman trailer and cool. All right. So, like, whose turn is it? Oh, it's your turn. Good. All right. All right. So, Brian, go ahead. You know, it's Brian's turn. Brian, what are you, what are you going to do? Like, you can, you don't have to be the GM to say that stuff, right? Like, right, not at all. You can totally do that as a player. Yes, absolutely. And then the third thing that you can do is, like, if you know the GM is not really getting this back under control and your contributions are not really helping either, call for a break. Sometimes you just have to actually stop and let everyone collect themselves. And a great way to call for a break, if you can't just be like, hey, let's take a break, get up and go to the bathroom. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So, first of all, one, it disrupts play because you get up and go to the bathroom. It'll make everybody stop anyway. Second of all, it's contagious. Once one player goes to the bathroom, (laughs) at least two more people at the table are going to get up and go to the bathroom. And then, boom, you got yourself a break. Yep. Like, you've created a break. Just 
it helps, right? Just be like, oh, <laughs> that trailer was hilarious. I got to go take a leak. And then like get up and walk away from the table. You've created a break. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty effective. So the fourth one is the extreme one, right? Like if the lack of control in the game is ruining your experience and nothing that you're doing is helping to get it back under control, you can leave the game, right? Because... Life is too short for bad gaming. If this isn't the game for you and everybody else is having fun, whatever, just, it's fine. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, just, you, you know, you don't have to be suffer. polite about it. You don't have to make a scene. Just, yep. like, get your stuff and, you know, yep. thank you, thank you, thank you, blah, 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 and on your way. Yep. So sorry. I'm gonna take off whatever it is. Yep. Okay, so now the GM is hopefully also trying to do these things. So by actually assisting them, you're doing two things yeah so first of all uh you're being supportive and helpful which is great because again as we've talked about many times on the show the gm's doing like eight different things um and can certainly use a hand with trying to wrangle the table yeah probably and two (laughs) yeah and two you're helping to make uh you're helping the gm by making it so that they don't have to be the parent slash bad guy Right. Like if everybody's laughing around the table and the GM's constantly like, guys, like, let's all be quiet. Let, you know, like, let's get back to the game. Like, you know, it, it sometimes just creates a like a, a GM versus player kind of thing. Right. Where the GM's now like like mommy and the, you know, tables like wild children. But if players are also contributing to the hey let's get this thing settled like it diffuses that right like it's then it's just it's everybody kind of thing uh and it's really good if the gm in question is a newer gm or is uh somebody who's even had experience but is kind of in a place where they're they're like uncomfortable like maybe this is a person who's running like their first couple of convention games even though they're like a totally experienced gm this is their first time you know, running a convention game and they were like a little unsure. They're like a little more timid. I mean, you know, the kind of people like there are, you know, like a GM who's run a lot of convention games very quickly knows how to take control of a group of strangers. Whereas somebody who's run like home games their whole life, they're not exactly sure how much to press on strangers. Yeah. So by helping out, like you're helping that kind of GM. Yeah. Okay. So we've got our one shots under control, but we talked about them for so long (laughs) That we don't actually have time to talk about campaigns. Actually, you know what happened? We got out of control. We got out of control at the opening of we the show. We went out of control. And we, <laughs> and we didn't get ourselves under control. And now we've used up all our time. We've used up all our time. So, so how do you want to do this? Well, I know what we're going to do. You know what we're going to do? Well, why don't you tell them what we're going to do? Okay. We're going to break this into a two-parter. Yeah, which means a couple things. First of all, it means that, one, there's a plenty of outtakes. That's fun. Uh, and bonus outtakes. That's fun. Uh-huh. And because we have to do this in two chunks, it means next week we will also have a bunch of outtakes yes. because we have to, you know, pad the time to do the other section. So, uh, yeah. So this is suddenly spontaneously become a two-part episode, which is totally fine. Kevin's topic's really good. In our next episode, when we talk about campaigns, we're going to talk about campaigns that have systemic control problems and what actually uh, might be the underlying causes, because that uh, is probably more important than the actual techniques one uses to get it under control. Just yeah. a little teaser for next week. Yeah. And in the meantime, when we have gone almost 50 minutes of rambling <laughs> on the mics, it must be time for the show. But before we exit, send a 
tell us about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network. Yeah. So on the Wednesday evening podcast, All Stars, Brett, Tom, Kevin, Chris, and Emily get together and play games that get edited down into an audio drama for your ears. Join this crew of all-star players as they create stories from the games that you love. Dig it. It's good. Say, Senda, where do people find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark Google Plus community, or you can send us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. And Phil, once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information? Just like Kevin did this evening, please send us topics for the show. We are not kidding we love getting your topics. Uh, we love talking about the things that interest you, and uh, we love making shows out of them, whether we do um, short little ones and throw them in a grab bag or whether we blow out a whole episode or, in the case of tonight, <laughs> turn Kevin's topic into two whole episodes. Who knew? Um, <laughs> we love getting your topics, so please take that social media information that Senda just gave you and get us some new topics. Senda, Mm -hmm. besides topics, what is something else that we absolutely love people to do with our social media? Well, you can send us your table selfies. And boy, are we coming into con season, so we want to see them. We are hoping that you are running awesome games, and so we want to see a picture of you at that awesome table with those awesome people. Take a selfie of that table, hashtag it table selfie, and drop it on the social media of your choice. Twitter makes it the easiest for me to find. But, you know, we'll just make an effort always to swing by and like it, because we love seeing what you guys are playing. Absolutely. And if you like what we do here, elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, you can support our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons of the campaign get our bonus outtakes, of which there'll be plenty oh from tonight's episode. <laughs> you get the Misdirected Mark After Show, which I, I, to be honest, ranges from the very serious, the very silly, uh, and sometimes a bit naughty. Um, what? You You get... Naughty? No, I'm just saying, you get other cool stuff. You get other cool stuff, like stuff that we're making. Prototypes for games, betas, parody songs, uh, crossword puzzles. Like, whatever it is, like, we're tinkering around with, somebody gets, uh, somebody will get to see it if you're a patron. Plus, you get to join the um, Slack Room for Life. That joint is just hopping with cool people talking about awesome stuff. Uh, Like I said, P.K. Sullivan and I were in the uh, Slack Room for Life today talking about fate versions of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So totally kick ass. Yeah. Uh, The other thing that we like to do is like shout out to some of our patrons. And we're going to shout out to a few of them tonight. John C. LeMay, the guard at the end of the world. Wow. Nice. Nice title. Yeah, intense, man. Good. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Uh, 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 (laughs) Avi Waxberg. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks, Avi. Wicksburg? Wicksburg. Pretty sure it's Wicksburg. I always make fun of Chris. I know, but Chris is The last up. one we're not going to screw up. No, we're not. Uh, Ryan Bolter, which I have to pause us here for one second because we are recording on Monday the 23rd and baby Bolter is going to show up at goodness knows what hour tomorrow morning. So we have to just shout out um, they'll be probably won't hear this for a while because they'll literally be on their way to the hospital tomorrow morning. But like, congratulations and like, welcome little baby Bolter number two. Senda, 
if you can't support the Patreon campaign or you're already supporting it, both of which are perfectly fine, there is something else people can do that they haven't done in a long time. He's getting very upset, you guys. Haven't done in a long time. <laughs> that makes us really happy. I'm just a little choked up. <laughs> what is it? Uh, you can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. If you leave it somewhere else, you should let us know because we're just checking Apple. Um, but every review that you leave actually really does help new people find the show. And we super, super appreciate it. Both for that fact and the fact that it gives us artistic validation in creating these shows. And then we know that you like them because otherwise we don't really know. Or like tell us on Twitter or something. It makes us feel good. You got a lot going on. Say, Phil, uh, show me how you're going to get that DCC group under control again. Or possibly Whoa. this podcast. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. What was on Nickelodeon? Hey. <laughs> oh, okay, hang on. Uh, hang on, we'll check. Because that's also like, fourth grade, I remember, is also the year that I read The Hobbit. No. Okay, so... Yes. Like, fourth grade was so, when I discovered reading. I didn't really consume a lot of media. All right, so Double Dare was wrapping up. Oh, man, yeah, I watched Double Dare. Yeah, Double Dare was awesome, uh -huh. right? Uh, Doug? I occasionally consumed Doug, yes. I remember the belt and stuff on the head bits. Yep. Uh, um, are You Afraid of the Dark? Never got into that. Uh, Danger Mouse was wrapping up. I, I like Danger Mouse a whole bunch. Sort of remember. Uh, Count Duckula. No, never got into that. I didn't really watch cartoons. Okay, hang on. Uh, Clarissa explains. Oh all. my god! <laughs> winner, winner, chicken <laughs> that dinner. That one. <laughs> but our winner, our winner was Clarissa oh, explains it's it all. Definitely, okay. Clarissa explains it all. But I still didn't like. I can't even tell you the plot of the whole show because I didn't see it all. Because, like I said, fourth grade is the year I discovered reading. Bloop. Fourth grade was the year I discovered D and D. Yes. I.e. I also discovered reading. reading. Right. You know, okay, so here we go. You know, we used to do um, Waveform Theater and a whole bunch of other things to open up the show. You know what we should do? What? We should do parallel timeline. <laughs> we should pick, we no, should no. pick oh, like oh. a grade. Pandalel timeline. <laughs> I mean, such brilliance. How could we resist? Um we should pick like a we should pick like a grade. Yeah. And then based on the year, <laughs> we should like both figure out like like we should figure out where both of us were yeah. in each other's timeline. Like some of yours will be like I'm not there yet. Right. Yes, that's um, why I'm like uh <laughs> Right. Like like anything that's younger than age 10, I'm like you're not there yeah, yet. Yeah, so you can't but, you can't do younger than age 10 apparently. Right, but ironically, like while you were watching Clarissa Explains It All, like I was watching Melrose, like I was watching Melrose Place. Yeah. Because that was 1992 and I was, um, okay, so <laughs> you were 10 uh -huh. and in elementary school. Yeah. Uh, and in 1992, uh, I was watching Melrose 20. Place in yep. my college dorm room yep. 
with uh, everyone on my floor crammed into my room so we could watch it on my TV. Bloop. <sighs> Did I just make you feel old? A little bit. A little bit. As it turns out, as it turns out, like, as it turns out, 10 years difference, depending on where you are in the timeline, seems ridiculously big. And later, not so bad. It doesn't matter really at all. (laughs) Right. But the fact that you were, like, barely scratching out fractions and I was (laughs) taking calculus is like a, like, there's a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Come on, Clarissa explains I, it all. We should do a show. You know, oh, that would be really yeah, awesome. That would be if, great if we did a show now. Remember, remember when we used to do shows about gaming topics? Yeah, I know. Then we decided all we're going to talk about is snacking. Bloop. Did you see this thing in the Slacker Panda snacking games? Yeah, that is so good. Who did that? <laughs> I have to look it up. Somebody really needs props. I know. On, it was go really look. good. We should look it up. Bloop. By the way, Brian Kurtz yeah. posted the panda snacking panda games. Snacking um, games, well done, sir. Image well in done. the Slack room for life. Well done indeed. That's. Bloop. It's been part of today chatting with PK Sullivan about ideas for a fate-based Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Like we were, oh, kind of oh, kicking her. Sorry, shoutouts. Yeah, yeah. Shoutouts. Did you see uh, Mike's uh, Mike's game that he put up there? Laminations of the Panda Queen. <laughs> I did, Mike D. Yes. <laughs> also have to. God, that all happened that like all today, happened right? Like, yeah, like <laughs> or like yesterday. No, today. Oh man, that's like a lot. I know it was. It was great. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so a oh, show. That was right. A show. A show. No, no. Oh, that was you're right. No, no. Sorry, I just. But we can't forget Mike D. That's right. Yeah. Lam- lamentations. La- no, no. Of the, laminations. Laminations of the Panda Queen, complete with a uh, Panda Queen graphic. <laughs> yes. I'm a panda with a crown. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's got rules and everything. I know. It's, uh... it's a game. Bloop. Oh, the cabinet p- positions. I like these. Um, <laughs> the minister of bamboo, the minister of tumbleness, <laughs> interbear relations. It's Min- very good. <laughs> minister of tumbleness. That's my that's my new favorite. No, that's awesome. It's very good with a capital V and a capital G. <laughs> very good. So so funny. Okay, it's a good now. Game, do you remember when we used to do a show? Because you're gonna <laughs> because editor Senda is gonna look at this at 16 minutes in and like <laughs> the anime squirting tears <laughs> arcing out of your eyes. It's appropriate. I played a magical girls game yesterday. Still got that metal straw. I know you're like gonna have to not drink during well i can't go back i can't go back and look at silicone straws after the last time i'm like a little wigged out Well, you might have to remove the metal straw so that it doesn't make metal straw rubby weird noises when you sip (laughs) the expression i just got He's laughing, but you can't hear him. Is that from metal rubby weird noises? (laughs) Are you going to do that every time you pick up your cup? Because we're going to have a problem. We really need to start recording. I don't know. 20 minutes of like. All right, come on. (sighs) Meow like a cat. (laughs) I mean, I was going to, but it was funnier now because you told me. Meow. 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 I'll do that. Hey, I was about to start. 
a chirp thing like when your cat's holding like another another baby bunny. How many has it been this season? I don't, I honestly, frankly, have it's lost like four count. or five. The one this morning at three thirty a.m. It was screaming, and I got out. Of, I flew out of my bedroom and I walked into the living room and I turned on the light and the cat was standing there looking at me, and he had the baby bunny like by the spinal cord in his mouth and it wasn't moving, and I was like. I just, We've gone over this though, right? We've gone over the part where where rabbits freeze up I know, when they're terrified. I know, but it, right? it had been screaming and it had stopped screaming. And so I just looked at it and I looked at the cat and I was like, I don't know what to do with this situation. And I went back into my room and I closed the door and I sat down on my bed and I was like, do I try to take the dead rabbit from my cat or like he's already killed it? So do I let him like eat whatever he's going to get out of it anyway because like it's already dead? And I'm sitting there for about three minutes and then I hear screaming again and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I come running out and he's got it pinned and it's not screaming again and it's all flattened underneath him. I'm like, ah, fuck. I feel like a terrible person. I should have taken it outside last time, but it's clearly dead this time. And I'm going to go back to my room and try to make that decision about do I remove the corpse from my cat or, like, do I let him at least consume some so that it's not a complete waste like he wants to, you know, whatever. So I'm in my bedroom having a moral quandary. And then it starts screaming again! Ten minutes later! I'm convinced that this again, bunny was dead. Three times. Again, its ability to freeze up and look Three dead times. is spot on. You need to just assume it's alive at all times. I know, it's just the, just the last time I took a bunny and put it outside... It was so maimed that I went out the next morning and it was just dead where I had left it. Okay, but at least, you know, like, okay, na- let nature take its course outside. Right. Like, just get him, just get, get it, it out of the house. Yep, so then I, I finally, like, I, I trapped the cat, I caught the bunny, I put it outside. I thought the bunny was dead again, but I put it outside and then it jumped away. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, mission successful. Good. Like, yeah. Then I yeah. closed all of the windows and kept the cat in the house. <laughs> Furry murder machine. Yeah. He is. Fluffy murder machine. Fluffy, death. F- fluffy murder machine. Death in death wrapped in adorable purrs and fur. I know. And he loves you, too. He's so he in love with me. you. I like him, too. Anyway, now we really are 20 minutes in. <laughs> we are bad hosts. <laughs> Bad past, bad past Phil, past send to oh, start the man. show. Wow. Wow. Bloop. Bum, bum. Didn't read that text. I wasn't even trying this time. I know. Bloop. And welcome to an episode. An episode. And no, don't laugh. I'm doing this. <laughs> no, no, I'm doing it. <laughs> Come on. Sorry. Bloop. <laughs> this is gonna be a rough episode. Uh so Lord Panda. Bloop. Um, so Hey, little Miss Chatterbox. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I'll do the parts that are in black. <laughs> you added like you added like two minutes of text to this thing. Can't find your way into the segue and almost took my section. <laughs> and I'm not gonna let you talk. Yeah. What's going on with you? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently I'm a little hyper. You need to be professional. I need to be under control. <laughs> 
Yes, you were a little bit out of control. Oh, hey, Perhaps hey. I need to exert a little control to get this to get this podcast back on track. You can find us in the Google Plus the 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 what? I said it in the wrong order. What? I said it in the wrong order. The Google Plus misdirected mark community doesn't have the same. Doesn't make sense. Baby Bolter. Baby Bolter number two. Baby Bolter sounds like it. Like it's like a small rifle that you give a forty k Marine. Did you give him like? Did you give him the big bolter? Nope, just gave him the baby, baby bolter bol- and sent him sent him in against those those uh, sent him in against those orcs. <laughs> anyway, it's a thing. Welcome, baby bolter. Ask when. When will tell you. Uh, yeah, I'll ask when. Bloop! Shout into the void and tell us that you love us. <laughs> I'm gonna cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> do it do it do it our frail egos need propping please 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 leave us a review <laughs> are we not doing it right anymore do you not love oh, us God. anymore <sighs> do we need more adorable pandas do they need to- do i need to fall out of my chair <laughs> I'm not falling out of Don't my chair. Fall. That looks like it hurts. Yeah, we're not. Like, well, no, no more gravity-induced hiatuses for you. Yeah, no. I fell once this year. We're all done falling. Bloop. That DCC group needs some socialization, like pregame socialization. There's a lot of, there's a lot of chatting and kind of letting off steam. Apparently, but, we do too. Twenty minutes okay. later. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Uh, oh man! The hell! <laughs> it, 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 it's bad when you know we have to call for a spontaneous <laughs> two-part <laughs> episode. Like that is a bad sign. For the that length. was supposed to be a one ep- one yeah. topic episode. No, no, one episode topic. Well, it's great. Now you don't have to write show notes next week. I know that's actually pretty good. Yeah, which so, is great because you're going to be like. Holy shit! I'm running a Kickstarter. Oh my god! And now you don't have to think about our show notes. Bloop. Do we really not have any um, new reviews? It's been like months, you guys. It's been a while. Like it's, we're getting kind of sad. <laughs> Trying to be cool about it's been it. Totally be cool. Like it's fine. I'm starting to lose my cool it's, about it. It's fine. It. It's fine. We're all fine here. It's fine. Did we call? Okay. Did we call back too soon? Did we just look no, cool? Know. Like, hey, hey, yeah, fifty-two minutes. Okay, you want to keep editing this? Yeah, thing? no, I really don't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> say, good, say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Stop.